And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hello, everybody. Welcome once more to Greenlight Reviews. I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we're going to review a film called Simply Drive. Mm-hmm. It is about a young man. We only know him as the driver. Or the kid. <laughs> or the kid. He works sometimes driving stunt cars for movies, mm-hmm. but he supplements his income by being a getaway driver for heists that happen at night. We don't quite know what to make of him. He is very, very quiet. He is played by Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. and Ryan Gosling is so sensational in this movie. It just knocked me out. I agree. He is sensational. The whole movie is film noir at its very best. This is one of the finest movies that we have seen in many, many a season. I think so, too. If you like film noir, and if you remember the great black and white films of the 50s with Bogart and Mitchum Mm -hmm. and Alan Ladd even, and, you know, people like that. Richard Widmark. Yeah, you know, this very, very much reminds you of those films because the character is so quiet. We know that he has things deviling him, but we don't know what they are. We never really find out what they are. Well, he's very much an existential character. Yes. And that's what this movie really says, that we don't have to know a great deal about his past. We are only concerned with his present. Yes. And that's what the movie is all about, the present life of a guy known as the driver. Right. He becomes very friendly with the woman who lives next door in his apartment building, kind of a crummy apartment building. Her name is Irene, and she is played by Carrie Mulligan. Mm -hmm. Carrie Mulligan is so wonderful in everything she does, and the relationship between the two of them is wonderful. It is not, by the way, a romantic relationship. No. It is a friendship that develops primarily because the driver is protective of Irene and mostly her young son, Benicio. Yes. And as this film went along, and somebody said to me afterwards, oh, it's kind of slow at the beginning. Yeah, it is slow in terms of what is going on up there, but because of the way it is acted, the way it is directed, the way it is photographed, there was such tremendous tension every second. You kept waiting for something amazing to happen. And finally, of course, it does. Naturally. And (laughs) what happens is that the driver's friend, Shannon, played by a wonderful Brian Cranston, Mm -hmm. Very good. Finally gets him involved with a guy with a lot of money. Mm -hmm. His name is Bernie Rose, and he's played by Albert Brooks, of Mm -hmm. all people. Yep. And Albert Brooks is going to invest in the driver and a car that they are building together to be a very successful race driver, but we never see that happen. Well, because that legitimacy that would have brought all of these characters into a more positive light, that whole idea goes south because of some very unfortunate circumstances that occur in the plot of the movie. Absolutely. I don't think we should go into those circumstances because it gets very, very complicated. But I can tell you that the last half of this film is astonishingly violent. And we have talked about many things that happen in this film Mm -hmm. that you especially Mm -hmm. didn't want to look at. And you looked away. There is a scene in an elevator that you will never forget as long as you live. That's true. Well, I think what this director did, and I want to talk about him for a second. Yes. Nicholas Winding Refn. He is a Danish director. Yep. He recently picked up the Cannes Film Prize for Best Director for this film. Yes. And it's obvious the reason why they gave this award to him. 
This is original work. It's a masterpiece of cinematography. There's no question. Some of the scenes are so beautifully designed. They reminded me of Andy Warhol pieces of art at times. Yes. There's a scene in which the driver is in a supermarket and he's simply moving towards the camera, but the camera then is pushing past him and you're seeing row upon row upon row of grocery store items. And it's designed in a way that it looks like pop art, not just a another grocery store. Right. The composition of the film is so fabulous. And, you know, we don't get to see movies that combine, I'm going to say, heart-stopping and heart-warming at the same time. That's why this film is so brilliant, because one minute you are in almost a loving, sensitive, sweet situation, and this director turns and spins you around, and the next five seconds you are seeing a scene that takes place that is so incredible incredibly horrifying and so full of blood and guts that you think, I can't believe I'm seeing this up on the screen. It's that shocking, but yet it's stunning. It is stunning. I know that a lot of people are going to say, oh, it's going to be very violent. I don't want to go see it. It is going to be very violent, but if you miss it, you're going to be sorry because I think this film is going to go down in history eventually Mm -hmm. as being right up there with, let's say, Out of the Past Mm -hmm. with Mitchum Kirk Douglas. Yes. It is just so terrific. How about the aerial shots of L.A.? All of a sudden, L.A. looks like a sparkling jewel box. But yet, when we get down to where the driver is, and by the way, he says something like, there are 150,000 streets in L.A., and I know every one of them. Yes. I'm the driver. It's so magnetic, his performance. I love the fact that as the getaway driver, Ryan Gosling says, I give you five minutes. And he sets his watch on on the dashboard yes. before these heists take place. And he tells the robbers each time, I give you five minutes. I'm yours for five I'm minutes. I'm yours for five minutes. One minute after, you're on your own. Yeah. Now, there's a heist that goes on in the middle of the movie. The watch is set up on the dashboard, and that's the only sound this director puts in. He does not fill it up with extraneous musical beats or stingers. It is totally silent. And you are sitting there just like the driver, waiting for this heist to either take place or not. And you don't know whether you're going to hear a gunshot. You don't know what you're going to do. And you sit through this for about three minutes. It was unbearable, but it was so delicious. I just thought the direction was perfect in every sequence. It is so well done. And didn't you love Ryan Gosling's choice? He played the driver with a kind of a wry, twisted little smile, always with a toothpick in the corner of his mouth. And you couldn't tell whether he was being sardonic half the time or whether he was just taking life in and saying, you know, life is all just one big drive anyway. I mean, there are so many moods to this film. There's so many ingredients that make a movie like Drive to be discussed, debated. It's more than a cult film, Les. I oh, think much this more. is really great movie making. I think so, too. By the way, I do have to mention that this is taken from a novel by James Salas. He is a fantastic mystery writer that, unfortunately, not enough people know about. I think this movie, Drive, has a real wow factor. And that's also because it avoids cliches. We've seen car chases. We've seen L.A. being shot at night with cars going up on top of overpasses and crashing and so on and so forth. But 
But this was an entirely different approach. It really rivals the French connection in terms of having that kind of iconic look. And the sequences with Ryan Gosling were so great when he was just driving, whether he was driving on a heist, whether he was driving in stunts, or whether he was driving with Irene and her son Benicio and taking them to the L.A. River for a look at a part of L.A. that we never get to see. A lovely scene. It was so stunningly beautiful. It was so quiet and serene. It made you wonder what violence is lurking around the corner. That's how brilliantly this director builds suspense. I think so, too. And for that reason, I am giving this the most positive green light I can remember. This is a classic film. It might one day be considered a masterpiece in its genre, which is film noir. Despite the fact that it's in color, you do get that 1940s, 1950s feeling from it. I just think it is a great movie, and unless you really have a problem with violence, I would urge you to go see it. You're going to enjoy it so much. I think it's unforgettable, and I think it's very befitting that a movie about a driver gets a green light. Okay. (laughs) Two green lights for Drive. Well, I hope we see a movie as good as this one was. We might not. That's okay, too, because even when a movie is bad, Anne and I really enjoy seeing it, but we really look forward to films like this. So until the next time, my name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you will get in your car and drive to a great time at the movies. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place. The sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.